0: All right. It's good to be here tonight. Appreciate your presence. Let's all take a gold hymnal. Let's turn to 564. We'll sing this for Anthony tonight. Amen. He keeps me singing. Amen. Praise the Lord. There's within my heart a Jesus, whisper sweet and low. Fear not, I am with thee, peace be still in all of life's ebb and flow. Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know. I go. All my life was wrecked by sin and strife. This filled my heart with pain. Jesus swept across the broken streams, stirred the slumbering cords again. Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know. My every longing Keeps me singing as I go Feasting on the riches of His grace Resting neath the sheltering wing Always looking on His smiling face That is why I shout and sing Jesus Jesus, Jesus Sweetest name I know Because my every longing Keeps me singing as I go On the last slew back to welcome me Far beyond the starry sky I, I shut my way to world's unknown, I shall reign with Him on high. Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know, fills my I'll tell you, when life causes me to want to quit or give up, then I think about the name of Jesus, and that keeps me going on a little, little bit further uh, down the road, amen? How many of you are thankful for the name of Jesus tonight? Praise the Lord. All right, turn to 569, 569, amen, I'm thankful that I'm redeemed by the blood of the Savior, amen, thankful for redemption, forgiveness, uh, amen, I'm redeemed by the blood of of the Lamb, Amen. A flat. Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed through his infinite mercy. His child and forever I am Redeemed, redeemed Redeemed by the blood of God Redeemed, redeemed His child and forever I am Redeemed and so happy in Jesus' No language my rapture can tell. I know that the light of his prayer, sons, with me doth continually dwell. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed. His child and forever I am. On the third, I think of my blessed Redeemer, I think of Him all the long. I sing for I cannot be silent, His love is the theme of my song, Redeemer. By the blood of the Lamb, redeem, redeem his child, and forever I am. And the last I know I shall see, his beauty, the King in whose law I delight, who lovingly guardeth my foot and giveth me songs in the night redeem, redeem redeem by the blood of the Lamb, redeem, redeem his child and forever I am Amen. Thank God for redemption. Let's turn around fellowship one with another. It sure is good to be in God's house tonight. Amen. the influx of uh, talented musicians, whether it be Grace or Pam, I don't get to play very often, so uh, sometimes you realize just how uh, out of practice you are, but uh, it's good to be able to use our gifts and abilities for the Lord. Appreciate your presence tonight. Hope you're having a good week. Amen. Everybody having a good week this week? Amen. I don't care where you're at. What's been going on, it could always be worse. (laughs) Amen. There's a few things y'all never say in life, and that is it could never get worse. Uh, Amen. Amen. Or what's next? Don't ever ask what's next. I'm glad that God doesn't always fill us in on what's next, aren't you? Do what? That's right. Don't ask for patience. Amen. You get more than you bargained for. But I'm thankful the Lord's in control of it. He knows what we need. And I'm thankful that God doesn't give me everything I ask for. Uh, Amen. He always answered my prayers according to His will and as He sees fit. Thank God for that. Well, I'm having a hard time finding my um, prayer bulletin tonight, so we'll just kind of go by memory. Uh, Just by way of announcements this evening, do remember that um, tonight at the end of our services, we will have our Quarterly business meeting. Uh, we don't have a whole lot to go over, but a couple of uh, things that we do need to co- bring to your attention. So we'll try to keep you. Yeah, come on, Scott, if you don't mind. A uh, couple of things we do need to go over this evening. So um, just stay with us and we'll try to get you out just as quick as we possibly can. Thank you, sir. Um, so do remember the, the business meeting. Uh, also, remember that we are in the process of trying to arrange a baptism. Uh, Again, our plan is to do that not this Sunday afternoon, but the following Sunday, the last Sunday of the month, and uh, I'd say we'll probably do it somewhere in the neighborhood of 3 o'clock or so, and the location we usually uh, use is at the Horse Creek Bridge um, uh, down below Horse Creek Church of God. So, uh, uh, amen, that's why we want to do it uh, sooner rather than later, because the later we wait, the colder that water gets. Hallelujah. Uh, of course, I only have to go halfway under. Some of you got to go all the way under, so praise the Lord. But uh, And our plan is to keep some of you un- under longer than we do others. So, But uh, we have had a good uh, response. I've had several people express interest in being baptized. Of course, baptism is not, it doesn't affect your salvation one way or another. We're not uh, Saved because we get baptized, we get baptized because we're saved. Amen. And, and baptism is the first step of obedience. You say, well, what's the need to be baptized? Well, Jesus was baptized for one thing, so if he saw the need to do it, then we ought to as well. Uh, but then also, it is a public confession uh, of what Christ has done in our hearts inwardly. Amen. The Bible says, whosoever believeth in him should not be ashamed. Why would I be ashamed of him after everything he's done for me? So baptism is an opportunity for you to profess and confess publicly the fact that you, your life has been changed by the finished work of our Savior. So do remember that. also, our plan is to have a um, youth workers meeting this upcoming Sunday afternoon. Uh, Again, our plan tentatively is to start the UFC ministry back. Um, the Wednesday night after Labor Day as we enter into the month of September. So uh, we've got some um, irons to, or, uh, some things to iron out. I'll put it that way before we start our Wednesday night uh, youth ministry back. Uh, so if you are currently serving in our youth program, we need you to be here this, at, this Sunday afternoon. We'll probably meet around 4.30 or so. And if you're not currently serving but you would like to, we also... Would love for you to attend this meeting to give you an idea of what the program's all about. And we are always looking for youth workers and youth helpers. We're a smaller church, and it takes all the resources that are available to us to make it go. Uh, Amen. Appreciate what God did during Vacation Bible School this year. We had as many new prospects as I can ever remember us having. So uh, we're going to go visit some of those neighborhoods. Same. Places where we pick those kids up, the new kids, and see if we can't continue to grow our youth ministry here at the church. So you do remember that. The last announcement that I will have will have tonight, and that is tomorrow is the final day for you to bring your uh, your items to the ark for the um, uh, the disaster relief efforts uh, that we've been uh, working uh, to um, to supply and to, provi- to f- provide to provide. These items for the residents of Kentucky. And the Lord has graciously blessed us. We've got what I would say right now about three quarters of a truck full. Uh, and, you know, one of the greatest things is we've had several churches that have pitched in and made rather substantial donations to this cause. So, uh, Amen. That's good, isn't it? Uh, for uh, not just our church, but other churches across the community to get. To, uh, to get together to get involved and to partner together to help uh, those who are in need. boy I tell you if the church would do that as a whole, uh, business would pick up and we'd see some things change in our world today. So appreciate those churches that are uh, that have uh, helped us financially but uh, as a result uh, somebody got to go shopping. So uh, brother Michael and myself we're going to go shopping. Tomorrow we've already been once, and we're going to do it again. People looked at us like we was crazy. Uh, Set a record, I'm sure, at some of these checkouts and just buggies piled full of stuff. But I said we ain't doing it for us. We're doing it for others. Amen. So um, if you have not, uh, if you have items or you want to get items and bring them to us, anytime tomorrow in between ten and five, we'd be glad to accept your items. And then pray for us as we travel. Um, we're going to leave early uh, Friday morning, and we're going to take those items up. I talked to Aaron Butler uh, today in Kentucky, uh, and he's excited about uh, about these items. And I also talked to a gentleman in Virginia um, this afternoon that's right across the mountain from Whitesburg, Kentucky, where some of the worst flooding is. He said there's entire areas that have been just wiped clean by this uh, flooding. So uh, again, pray for us and then pray that God would take the items that we give to, make a, to be a blessing and to be a help to those uh, who stand in need. Amen. Nothing like uh, uh, using what God gives us to bless and help others. Amen. All right. Uh, I think that is all the announcements tonight by way of prayer requests. Let's continue to remember Sam and Barbie. Uh, again, Barbie's uh, got covid And uh, Sam staying away just uh, out of precaution. So remember him and them in prayer. Remember Bob Price. Again, as he's still battling fluid on his lungs, remember him. Remember Brother Bruce. Brother Bruce Stafford uh, continued to uh, take treatments uh, for his liver cancer. Bruce needs our prayers. Uh, About every time I see him, I can see a difference. So we need to remember Bruce in prayer. Remember the Gridleys. Um, Amen. Remember Miss Cheryl Filing in prayer. Remember Michael Knight. Uh, Amen. Remember him in prayer. Uh, A few other requests. Uh, Remember Randy Bailey uh, uh, with uh, uh, pancreas cancer. Remember him. Remember Miss Elizabeth Ward and her uh, brother-in-law Bert. Remember Bert Ward, not just health-wise, but most of all spiritual needs. He needs Jesus. So remember him. Uh, remember Miss Nellie Barham, remember Michael Barham, uh, remember my aunt and uncle Harold and Sherry Foshi. they've been dealing with COVID, Bandy Thompson, remember him in prayer, again these flood victims, uh, remember Pam and Kenny, neither of them are feeling well tonight, um, uh, amen. Uh, remember Matt Kutchall, uh, remember Peggy Bryson, remember Peggy and Pam, uh, remember Alana's mother Crystal Falco, uh, pray for uh, my uncle Ronnie. Ronnie is uh, uh, just quickly uh, progressing uh, worse and worse, and um, uh, he, he greatly needs our prayers. He just, him, not just Ronnie, but his entire family. Uh, amen. As his situation, uh, his outlook is bleak, but God is in control. Amen. God knows what we need. And uh, so remember him in prayer. Remember Tommy Pierce, pastor at Tiring Oaks, uh, he needs our prayers and um let's see if we have some. That was just the normal list. Well, we got a lot of prayer requests. Let's see a few others here this evening that we have. Um from Sunday. How's Emma, Kim? I guess I need to make a word for a commander prayers. She got down there on Monday and they economically told her that her arm was the same as the was when it was healed last time. So I was misunderstanding of the Lord just Well, I know what we'll chalk it up as. Amen. Praise God. Uh, Thank God to hear about that healing. Remember Taylor Moore. Remember Jennifer King in prayer. uh, Remember Brandy Knight and Greg Knight in prayer. And uh, good to have Tyler with us tonight. Uh, um, I tell you, uh, he put me through an ordeal yesterday. uh, But uh, praise God, uh, he's here tonight. And I say glory to God for that. Amen. Praise the Lord, and it's good to have Tamar with us. Uh, amen, bro. You're sitting in, you're right in between rough companies. All I know to tell you, so, Amen. But love Tamar, and it's good to see him, in spite of who his daddy is. Hallelujah. So, uh, I'm sure you got some other prayer requests tonight. You can uh, give those at this time. Remember DJ Rambo in prayer. Good to have Gene Shelton with us. My goodness, I can't believe that I've gotten this far in the service and had not said something about Gene uh, sitting back there. Amen. I about forgot what he looked like. No, I'm just kidding, brother. But it is so good to have you tonight. just makes my night. Are you glad to have Brother Gene with us tonight? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, uh, Praise God. Just part of the family. That's all I know to say. Just part of the family, amen. Other prayer needs tonight. Sherry Calkin and her mother Brenda in prayer somebody else this evening That's right. Yes, sir, brother. Amen, Anthony. Amen. Amen good Anthony Uh, just so many things still about the after effects of COVID that are mysterious but uh, uh, amen Uh, certainly a lot of people still struggling with uh, after effects so uh, remember that in prayer also Trevor I'll tell you Trevor's not here I notice it because he's always here he loves coming to church and boy I tell you anytime I see a young person that has a desire to be in God's house that means something to me amen yeah Praise the Lord. Amen. Love him dearly. So thankful for that young man. Amen. Amen. Somebody else this evening. Go ahead, Tyler. Amen. 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 Amen, brother. I tell you, I'd be afraid uh, not to make anybody welcome into our church. You know, I'm sure you've been a part of churches to where you either didn't feel welcome or wondered whether or not you was welcome. (laughs) That's (laughs) well. Uh I guess I'd say same reason you're there, to worship Jesus, amen. But, uh, amen, love Tyler, and I guess I consider him like a brother. Um, I'm hesitant in saying that, uh, amen, but, uh, amen. Just try to continue encouraging him and help him, helping him along the way. That's what we've got to do is encourage one another. We cannot make it on this journey without each other. No way. Amen. Somebody else tonight. Yeah. Also, don't forget, it's this Saturday, right? Is the prayer gathering at the courthouse, 11 o'clock a.m. So come support us. We're usually not there uh, much more than 30 minutes, really. Uh, And I'll tell you, it is worth 30 minutes out of your Saturday morning to come and uh, intercede on behalf of our community, uh, our county, and our nation. Amen. America needs prayer now more than she ever has. Amen. Any other prayer requests this evening? We truly are, and uh, I was kind of putting that off because I know one, knew once I got started, <laughs> I probably wasn't going to stop, but uh, we do um, need to pray for our children. Uh, there's just a lot of rumors about things that um, that we've known were in other places, and you thought, well, they'll be here eventually, but it may be a while. Well, I'm afraid a while is, is now, and... Um, Amen. We just need to pray for kids. I'll tell you, these kids are the victims. Can I say that tonight? Victim is a term that's thrown around very liberally in our world today. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, most adults uh, are where they are at because of choices they've made. But I'll tell you, these children, uh, they're the victims. And I believe that uh, it's a very dangerous thing to... uh, who put other things over the welfare and the well-being of our children. Amen. So we need to pray for the kids of our community. Some, Any others tonight before we pray? What's the last name? Okay. All right. The Barbara McCamus family and the Bink family. Anybody else? Unspoken request tonight by the uplifted hand. Lost loved ones that you need to remember in prayer. Amen. We need to be burdened over our lost uh, friends and family members. Pray for our missionaries, pray for our nation. We've got so much to pray for, church. Amen. Pray for our pastors. Pray for our preachers. God's men need prayer. We'll gather around the altar. We'll take these requests for the Lord. If you'd like to join us, you can do so. If not, pray there in your seats, please. Robert, will you lead us in prayer, brother? Father, we thank you, God, tonight, Lord, for this privilege we have to gather, Lord, together in your name and in your house. And, Father, thank you for each one that's made their way here this evening. God, I pray that you would help us, God, for just a little while, Father, to, uh, uh, Lord, just to, uh, uh, Lord, to. Get our, our minds off of all the clutter that's going on in this world. And God, I pray we'd spend this time, Lord, uh, Father, focusing on you and getting our, our minds and the attentions of our hearts uh, where they must be. And that's on you. Lord, thank you, God, for the blessings you bestowed. And God, I pray that we uh, wouldn't allow, Father, all of these issues that are going on in this world and in our lives to rob us Lord, of the of the privilege to thank you, God, for every blessing you bestow upon us. God, you've been so good to us, Lord, in spite of the fact that we don't deserve anything from you. Lord, tonight, Lord, I just uh, pray that you'd bless every aspect of our worship. I pray you'd bless the music, the testimonies, the offerings, the prayers, the preaching of thy word, God, that it might all bring glory to thy name. Lord, I pray, Father, uh, Lord, that, uh, Lord, we might just... Uh, uh, Lord, uh, uh, partake of your word and receive it and accept it, Lord. Uh, Lord, apply it to our hearts and lives. Lord, I love you tonight. Lord, I pray for our church. Pray, God, for other congregations of like faith. And, Lord, I pray, Father, Lord, that uh, you would bless us as we go to Kentucky on Friday. Lord, I pray you uh, continue to supply the need uh, of those people, Lord. I pray, God, for our schools, I pray for our teachers, God, and our children, Lord, bless them, Uh, Father Lord, I pray that you would just uh, uh, bless those that are hurting, those who are sick, bless every request, Lord, that's been brought to our teaching tonight, God, even the ones we can't recall, Lord, or think of, God, Uh, Lord, uh, we just uh, pray in advance, God, that you uh, would acknowledge uh, our petitions, and Lord, uh, answer those requests. Lord, as you see fit, Lord, I love you and I pray, uh, Lord, that you'd uh, have your will in your way. God, I need you tonight, Lord, and help to share these truths as you have me too. Uh, God, Lord, I pray, Father, not our will, thine, be done. And, uh, God, Lord, just thank you for answered prayer tonight. Thank you, Lord, for helping Tyler. Thank you, God, for bringing Gene to us tonight. Lord, we love him. Thankful, It's so good to see him and tomorrow, And, Lord, just... All these uh, familiar faces, God, Lord, it's just good to worship you tonight, God. We love you, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, we'll receive our Wednesday night offering at this time. Again, this is our building fund offering. So you give as the Lord uh, has blessed and prospered you. And it's going to be us together forever with Jesus. Amen. Amen. Does that sound good to anybody tonight? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Oh yeah
1: We'll just take just a minute. Nick has already mentioned about being at the prayer gathering Saturday. And i just really like to encourage everybody to come out to that. You know, this is the either 27th or 28th month in a row that we've been at the courthouse at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Uh, and not bragging about that, but, I mean, thank God yeah. that we are doing that yeah. and praying for our community, our, our churches, our schools, you know, our nation. ever every yeah. time we need prayer... It's now that's right, and like Nick said, we're only there usually 30 45 minutes and, and then we're gone, and surely you know we can give that much time you know to come and get together and pray, and I know you say, well, I can pray at home just just as well and 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 you can, but I believe first of all that God honors that, yep. that God sees that that there're a group of people trying to get his attention and trying to Pray for the benefit of of one another. And secondly, you know, we just need to show whose side we're on. You know, the world, you know, gets something together. They're there. But we need, God's people need to get, you know, get busy and show, you know, the world that, you know, we're serious about what we're doing. The most serious thing that there could possibly be. And, you know, I have have to check myself sometimes and say, well, you know, you just... You don't want to say that because, you know, you began this, but I didn't begin this. God began this. Yep. But, you know, I, and I look at, you know, I, we started out there was probably 150 people there the first time we did that. And I think last month there was like 13. You know, and, and it should be going the other way. Yeah, you true. know, more people and more people should be, be coming. And, you know, I talked to a pastor the other day and he said, boy, we talked about the state of everything. He said, yeah, two things we need. We need prayer, and we need unity among God's people. I said, "Well, you know, here we have been for two years trying to, to to pray and to get God's people to unify. He hadn't been there the first time, or anybody that I know from his church. I mean, so, so again, you know, I don't want to fuss. I just want to say it's important. Yeah, it's important. You know, I went to Camp Creek School a few days ago when they were having prayer for the for the school that was was getting ready to start and they'd invited of course all the parents and any children that that could and anybody in the community or out of the community to come and just pray you know our children just like nick said our children need prayer oh man our schools our teachers our administrators need prayer but i went out there and there was uh and i just i wanted to go i don't have anybody at camp Creek, no kids no grandkids or anything but dylan you know got this together i want to go support dylan you know and and just again just be counted be counted for, for, for Christ and for you know, something that, you know, that I think is important. But when I got there, there was probably, I don't, you know, because I didn't know the people and don't know who was what, but from what I would gather, there's probably 10 parents there and five children and the rest of Dylan and his, you know, Dylan's dad and, you know, myself. And there was probably 20 to 25 people total, you know, there. And, you know, so we walked around the halls of the school and just prayed in every classroom, prayed for the teachers and all. And then we went outside. And, you know, when I went outside, they were practicing football, okay? There was probably 75 adults out there on the football field watching practice. Not a game. Is watching practice while there was Ten or fifteen people inside the school building praying for them and their kids and their teachers, and they didn't care enough to come inside the school. Yet watching their kids practice football was more important than coming and praying for their kids and their teachers. And that's where we are. Amen.
0: That's
1: where we are. Amen. You know, when we try to do things and, and make it that'll make a difference. You know, we we just stay away unless it's football, uh-huh. unless it's basketball. Unless it's golf, unless it's dance, unless it's something like that. We're we going to be there then. Now, the second thing, and I know I'm ranting, but the last Friday night, Jenny and I were coming in from home, drove back behind uh, the Green Valley, the Green Valley, driving down the hill. Chucky Doak High School was right in front of us. They were having the Friday night jamboree before the football season. I bet there was 150 cars up there on that hill for that, again, a practice football game. You know, it, it just, I mean, it's just an indictment on where we are. You, you, I mean, I don't know how many people was there. Several hundred people were there watching that, and you can't get 15 people out to, to pray for, their, you know, for our community. And, I mean, that's just the way that we need to be supporting, and not just that. You know, we need to be supporting revivals, you know, singings, anything that you know, has to do with you know, God's work. We need to be there. Hey. We need to put aside some of the other, these other things and just be there. Be counted. Let the world see that there's a few of us that care. Hey. There's a few of us that want to make a difference. And what's God say? Where two or three are gathered, he'll be in the midst. Yep. Now, I've been, I've been to that prayer gathering just about every time, not quite. But a lot of times I'll go. And, and again, 15, 20 people there. And when you get there, you're initially discouraged. Ain't nobody here again. Ain't nobody here again. But then, you know, we start and God shows up. Hey. You know, somebody brings a good word for five or ten minutes, and then we get together and just all pray. And, and by the time you leave, you're so encouraged and you're glad you came. And I thought about, you know, look at back here at Tyler and Michael. Mm-hmm. Brand-new Christians, Okay, not been saved very long at all. But they're there. They have been, you know, since they've been coming to church here and know about it, they've been there. What do they think? And what, what did Michael and Tyler expect the first time that they came to that prayer gathering? I bet they expected to turn that corner and all kinds of people be there. All the United Baptist Church people be there. And they come in and there's nobody. You know, don't it? You know, we're going to put their fire out. Because we ain't got enough gumption to get out of bed and get up there and, you know, and and do a little, little praying and a little thanksgiving and a little fellowshipping. I mean, you know, it's it's just it's important. You know, and again, I, I'm not saying it's to fuss at anybody. I'm just saying it because it's truth. If it hurts your toes, you know, put some balm on them and they'll get better. And I'm I'm done. Thank you. Better him than me, praise the
0: Lord. Amen. Now, don't you uh, don't you get after me because he's my daddy, all right? That, no, I'm just aggravating. Praise the Lord, and so, so very true. Turn with me, if you will, tonight to Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter number 22. While you're turning, I'll go ahead and address what uh, Holly mentioned, and it is so relevant to what Dad um was talking about just the urgent need that exists in our schools and um, um, the old saying, Where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, it's a, I'll tell you what, you need to know as parents uh, what's taking place at the schoolhouse. Amen? Amen? You need to know what your kids are being taught, you need to know who their teachers are, you need to know who their friends are. And you need to know um, what they're being exposed to. Um, and I'll tell you, maybe not as much around here, because. but I say that. I always say that. Maybe not as much around here. But then something comes out and you're like, well, I guess it is more around here than what we realize. And the truth is, I'm afraid that it's, it's more here than what we do realize. And... Um, you know, in a lot of other areas, they're really trying to make the schools off limits to parents. Uh, they don't want the parents. They don't want Mom and Dad to know what's going on in the schoolhouse. They don't know uh, what your kids are being taught. Up in Virginia, there were parents that were labeled by the uh, the government as terrorist simply because they showed up at a, a school board meeting and, and, and protested and stood against things and questioned what was being taught. And, um, well, what that tells me that if if, if they don't want parents uh, to be aware of what's being taught or have a say in what's being taught, that means that there's something going on that parents wouldn't approve of. Amen. And, uh, listen, I, I'll tell you what, and again, it's not about public school versus private school, you know, or, or home school, whatever. But I'll tell you what, uh, I have a right to know um, how my child is being educated. Amen. I have a right as a parent to know what what is being taught. And if my kids come to me with a concern and it's a legitimate concern, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Uh, don't matter who, make, who it makes mad. And uh, there are some substantial, and I do want to, call these rumors because that's what they are. Uh, that being said, when you get it from two or three sources and it's pretty much the same thing, you know something's up. And it seems as if... Uh, y'all know what furries are. Does anybody know what a furry is? Alright, that that is um, uh, people. And I was about to say children, but it's not just children. It's adults too. Children and, and people who... Okay, now it's not whether or not we're identifying as a male or a female, but now we have the right to identify as animals if we want to. Instead of being a a human being, now I can decide if I want to be an animal. And you say, well, that's foolish. Well, it's just a byproduct of of giving people that choice to begin with. Uh, You don't have the right to determine who you are and what you want to be. God made that determination. If God wanted you to have a tail, He'd give you a tail. If God wanted you to bark, He'd give you the ability to bark like a dog. Amen. But now we've got... And I'm not blaming the kids. I'm not mad at the kids. All right? It's an absolute crying shame and it's a travesty that, that we have devolved as a society to the point where our kids are so messed up, mixed up, corrupt, that they don't... I mean, they're confused... That they uh, would even consider the fact that they could be something other than a human being, but again, it's the devil. It's the devolution, not evolution, but devolution uh, of society. And um, uh, my understanding is it's here. It's in our schools, right here in Green County, Greenville and Green County. We have kids. That are coming to school, identifying as animals, and uh, the question is: How are our schools reacting and responding to it? And I received some very troubling information over the last few days, and I am in the, the I am in the process of investigating that information. Um, I know that in certain schools that uh, they have. What they they have um, um, dress codes. Nothing wrong with the dress code. I think we probably need more of them. Than what we do, but they they have dress codes where they're not allowing kids to wear what they would refer to as distractive clothing, clothing that distracts the kids uh, from learning, and. Uh, Again, it is alleged that some of the distractive clothing that is not allowed are religious type clothing with Bible verses and such. Well, no, I I don't want to do that until I know for sure. But uh, again, uh, clothing with Bible verses are not allowed. All right, well... I don't like that. I don't agree with it. But I understand that a little bit more than saying, well, the Bible verse isn't allowed, but we're going to allow a kid to come in with a tail and bark like a dog. And that's not considered distractive. Amen? Y'all see where I'm coming tonight? You know what that's called? That's called discrimination. And if, 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 if they're saying that kids can come in and identify as an animal and bark like a dog or meow like a cat and then the other students don't have the right to to say anything to them or make fun of them. But on the other hand, your child doesn't have the right, the freedom of speech to express their beliefs by wearing a shirt with a Bible verse on it. Friend, that is the epitome of discrimination. Alright? And if that is the case, you say, is it? I don't know. But if it is, we're going to fight it tooth and nail. I've had pastors today call me about this very issue and say, is this true? And I said, well, I'm trying to find out if it's true. And if it is true, we've got pastor friends that are connected with the Christian Law Association that can put these parents in connection with them so they can sue the pants off of our school system." And that's what they need to do. It's time for somebody to stand up against this mess. Amen? And if we don't do it, it's just going to get worse. So you pray. Amen? Pray. You say, well, that's that's me. No. No, again, I love these kids. That's why we do need to take a stand. Not on the benefit of our reputation, but on the... Uh, on behalf of the welfare and the well-being of the the children that our schools are entrusted with to protect and defend your kids. And it is a crying shame. I knew I'd be here for a few minutes. It is a crying shame when government funding is more important to our educators than the welfare of your children. And I ain't going to apologize for saying that. Amen. You know why? They're, they're these, uh, that our public school systems are catering and under pressure to the things Elma talked about up there, uh, amen, in, in Virginia, and, and why our school systems, uh, not just school systems, but our local governments, period. That's why local le- government leadership is just as important as state and federal leadership. Because you get the wrong people in office that care more about money than they do the, uh, uh, being faithful to their job, then they're just going to let anything and everything come in here, amen. Uh, and that's why we got uh, the, they, that's why we've got gay marriage uh, um, uh, certificates being written uh, by the uh, circuit clerk, clerk office. County clerk, well, y'all help me out. County clerk office. That's why we have these marriage licenses. Why? Because they're afraid they're going to get sued, and our county is afraid that they're going to lose money so they feel like they have no other choice to comply. Somebody needs to care enough to take a stand, regardless of the risk or the cost. And the same thing applies to our educators. Well, we can't survive without government funding. I'd rather be poor than I would to let the devil have a heyday with my kids. Hallelujah and glory to God. I won't charge you for that one, okay? Amen. Jeremiah 22. Let's begin reading in verse number 20. Verse number 20. Go up to Lebanon and cry and lift up thy voice in Bashan and cry from the passages, for all thy lovers are destroyed. I spake unto thee in thy prosperity, but thou saidest, I will not hear. This hath been thy manner from thy youth, that thou obeyest not my voice. The wind shall eat up all thy pastors, and thy lovers shall go into captivity. Surely then thou shalt be ashamed and confounded for all thy wickedness, O inhabitant of Lebanon." that makest thy nest in the cedars. How gracious shalt thou be when pains come upon thee, the pain as of a woman in travail. As I live, saith the Lord, though Coniah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, were the signet upon my right hand, yet would I pluck thee then. So I'm going to quit reading there because we're not going to get to the end of the chapter. Father in heaven, I love you. I pray you bless upon the reading and studying of thy word. Thank you for the privilege we have to gather In this place, in Your name, God, I pray You'd help me tonight to share these truths, God, that You've made so real to me. And I pray that it'd be a blessing. And Lord, that these uh, truths would change the lives of everyone that's in this place. God, we'll praise You for what You do. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now remember this chapter, we're dealing with the final four kings uh, in the nation of Judah. Judgment was coming. Babylon had already surrounded the city of Jerusalem. They had besieged the city. They were starving God's people out, and it was only a matter of time till the city was destroyed. The walls were broken down, and God's people were carried off in to captivity. Uh, and again, these various kings—the uh, son, three sons of Josiah. Josiah was the last godly king of Judah. But his sons did not follow in his footsteps. They were Jehoahaz, Jehoiakim, and Zedekiah. Uh, amen. And then you had the, the grandson, Coniah, that um, we'll study about, Lord willing, next week. But again, Zedekiah was the final ruler of Jerusalem and of Judah. Amen. Instead of listening to God's Word, instead of doing what God would have him to he continued to resist and rebel right up until the very day that uh, the, the, the city itself was overthrown. He and his family tried to escape secretly, but they were overtaken by Nebuchadnezzar's army. And Zedekiah had to sit there and watch his own children slain right before his, his, his eyes, before his own eyes were, were, were gouged out. And he spent the rest of his life as a captive, Uh, of Nebuchadnezzar. Amen. Uh, Last week we studied the second uh, and began to study the third, uh, one of these kings, again Shalem, uh, and then, uh, amen, Jehoiakim. And Jehoiakim is who we're talking about uh, uh, tonight, continuing, talking about his dependence, the dependence that he had on his wealth. Amen. He, He loved the material blessings that God had bestowed upon him more than he loved the Lord his God. Uh, he found his comfort, his safety and security in his stuff more than he did the Lord. And again, he wouldn't listen to God's Word. Why? Because he trusted in, in the possessions that God had bestowed upon him. Let's continue that tonight as we look at verse number 21. Uh, verse number 21 And boy, again, I I hope this will be a blessing to you as it really uh, has already been a blessing to me. Verse number 21 uh, of, let me get through my notes and see if I can find that. Uh, An occasion, listen, uh, God said through the the prophet Jeremiah, He said, I spake unto thee in thy what? Prosperity. See, here's the thing, the Lord had been trying to get Judah, Jerusalem, and especially Jehoiakim's attention during what they perceived to be a time of blessing and prosperity. Uh, Again, danger uh, was lurking everywhere. The horizon was dark. Uh, The the kingdom had already been invaded. And Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians were in the process of surrounding the city, But yet, still, the king of Judah and the people of Judah did not take uh, their precarious situation seriously. Why? Because they were trusting in what the Bible refers to as their prosperity. Can I say to you tonight that the time to listen to God, the time to get close to God, and the time to serve God in your life is not during a time of trouble, but it's during a time of prosperity. Uh, we must not wait till the trouble comes to turn our eyes unto the Lord. Can I get a witness tonight? Uh, amen. You know, a lot of people in our world today treat God like a spare tire. Amen. As long as uh, things are going good, they don't need it. They forget about Him. But oh, when trouble comes, then they want to turn their eyes to God. Can I say to you tonight, friend, that God's more than a spare tire? Uh, amen, God. Hey, He's not the spare tire. He's the steering wheel. Can I get a witness? Uh, amen. Uh, he's not just a genie in a bottle for you to rub. Uh, amen. And for Him to be at your beck and call when you need something from Him. He is uh, your Lord. He is your King. He is your Master. Amen. And I'm telling you, we ought to use our prosperity as motivation to turn to God rather than to turn away from Him. You help me preach tonight. Uh, We know, and you've heard me say this before, but there are two things that produce an attitude of repentance in our lives as Christians. We can either be brought to a place of repentance through our prosperity and through our blessings, or we uh, we can come to repentance by way of judgment. And the question is, what's it going to take for us to repent? What's it going to take for us to humble ourselves? What's it going to take for us, amen, uh, to be able to take those things that we preached on Sunday morning as far as the weights and the besetting sins, the things that we know ought not be in our lives, but we stubbornly hold on to them, amen. Why? Because we like them, we enjoy them, they taste good, they feel good, and we just don't want to let them go. What's it going to take for God to, to get your attention? You know what all, all it ought to take for you to turn your eyes to the Lord is for you to consider just how good He's been. When you consider just how blessed you are, amen, and when you think about, uh, amen, where you could be, where you used to be, but where you are now, amen, what God's brought you out of, has God brought anybody out of it? Has God ever brought anybody out of anything? Listen, that ought to be all the, the, the motivation. That ought to be all the gasoline or the fuel on your fire uh, that you need to turn your eyes to the Lord. God said, I spoke to you during a time of prosperity. Amen. The truth of the matter is, God will speak to you. You know, how are we going to respond to God's voice when He speaks to us? You know, God's voice ought to Ought to, ought to be different than anybody else's voice. Amen. Do you remember when you was growing up as a child, you know, your brother, your sister, your friend could speak to you, but if mama or daddy talked to you, amen, it, called, it produced a different reaction. You listen, or at least you should have. Amen. When when mama or daddy spoke up, you better pay attention to whatever it is they're saying. Amen. How do we respond to God's voice? Our response should not depend upon our circumstances. Amen. We ought not to respond to the, the voice of God any different uh, during our blessings than we do during our troubles. Amen. Why? Because the voice of God is the authority of our lives. Amen. So how did they respond during their prosperity? Well, the Bible says, uh, Amen. Rejection, verse 21, But thou saidest, I will not hear. Lord, my life's going too good. I've got everything I want. Look at all my stuff. And I'm not going to pay attention to anything you have to say. See, not just in spite of, but because of his wealth, blessings, and prosperity, Jehoiakim refused to listen or pay attention to the Lord. Jehoiakim couldn't see the Lord because he was so obsessed with by what he had. Amen? You know, if we really... And, and let me just... You know me, I'm just going to be real. Uh, you know, I, because of the things that Dad said and even some of the things that I said tonight, you know what? Things tightened up in the service. Amen? Things are a little uncomfortable. And it's not the easiest preaching environment that I've ever had. You know why? Because some of you got offended. Some of you, your toes got stomped on. Amen? But you know what that tells us? God ain't got our attention yet. When we think about where we're at, and when we think about the mess that we're in, amen, amen, we ought not need a preacher. We ought not need a teacher. We ought not need somebody to light a fire under us. Amen? We ought to already have the fire under us because we're in a mess. The devil's having a heyday, and the truth of the matter is we don't care. Amen. Good preaching. Praise the Lord. Said, I won't hear. I don't care what you say, I'm gonna do you know, people do what they want to do. I'm just gonna keep running the rabbit, I'm gonna make it even more uncomfortable. You know why people don't show up to the prayer gathering? Because they don't want to. They care more about their bed than they do having revival. They care about more about all the other things, mowing their yard and doing their chores, amen. Than they do seeing uh, their community saved. Uh, they'd rather, uh, amen. They'd rather rather the perverts have a heyday in their school system, amen. And they'd rather the children of this community, amen, to to be confused, not just about whether or not they're a boy or a girl, but maybe I'm an animal. Well, I'd rather let them be that way than for me to be inconvenienced for 30 minutes one month of a Saturday to come pray at the courthouse. You say, preacher, that makes me mad. Get over it. Amen. That's right. Amen. We need to be uh, woken up. And if it takes us getting angry to get woke up, then so be it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, glory, I've ruined it tonight, hadn't I? It's all right. Amen. But thou said, I will not hear. Amen. How we respond to spiritual things, how we respond to biblical truth tells us a lot about our condition. Listen to me, I don't always like everything the Bible says. Amen. Amen. But it doesn't matter whether I like it or not, whether it tastes good or not, whether I want to do it or not. The Bible, the Word of God, is the sovereign authoritative Word for my life. And I don't get to ask the questions. I am to obey and submit my life to what the Bible says. Amen. Reputation. This has been thy manner from thy youth. See, Jehoiakim had the reputation of being consumed and obsessed with his material wealth and physical prosperity since he was just a little child. Not only was it the case with Jehoiakim, but it had also been the case with all of Judah and Jerusalem as well. God's people could not handle material wealth or prosperity. Do you know why God doesn't bless some of us with more than He does? Because He knows we just can't handle it. Amen? Uh, You say, oh preacher, I need a better job. I need more money. No, you just think you do. For some of us, amen, if God were to give us more than what we have right now, uh, we'd forget as if God even existed. Amen? I'm telling you, one of the worst things that could ever happen to some of us is for God to bless us with more than we have right now. See, that's the problem with America. America's too blessed. America's got too much. Amen. See, God's going to have to take it away from us before we can get our eyes off our stuff and get our eyes on Him. Amen. Y'all's in trouble. Amen. It had been their reputation since the time of their youth. Um, Can I say this, parents? Parents? From the time of their childhood from the time of their childhood, you need to teach and train your children not to be consumed and obsessed with material wealth and prosperity. The last thing your children should think is that ultimate happiness is found in their stuff. Amen. You know that's why uh, that is one of the reasons why we have. Raised, and I'm not trying to, to, to put all the eggs in one basket. We've got some good kids. My generation's got uh, they're, they're some successes in spite of the failures. Amen. There will be some... God always has a remnant. There will be successful children that grow up in spite of the adversity they're facing. But I'm telling you as a whole, we've lost about three generations of kids. You know Why? Because we have taught them and we have trained them that happiness is found in their stuff." We have raised generation after generation that ultimate success depends on how good of a job you have, how much money you make, how high you get on the totem pole, how popular you are. And they, they seek after it and they say, well, this is what mom and daddy's teaching me. This is what the school's house is teaching me. They get old. They can't find happiness. Hey, Amen. It's, it's an empty bucket. Hallelujah. And then they start sticking a needle in their arm because they can't find true contentment in their stuff. Amen. You need to train your kids from the moment that they come out of your womb. Amen. That life's not about what you have. It's about who you know. Amen. Uh, That's right. Because I'm telling you, the things of this world will leave you as empty as you were before you had them. Amen. Rebellion. Thou hast not obeyed my voice. One of the greatest sins of Jehoiakim and all of Judah were guilty of was simply disobeying the Lord's commands. Amen. Can I say this to you tonight? To not obey is to disobey. Let me say that again tonight. To not obey is to disobey. To do nothing when God tells you to do something is to do wrong. To do something when God tells you to do nothing is to do wrong. To do right is to simply do what God says to do and to not do what God says not to do. Boy, it sounds a lot easier than it really is, isn't it? The Solomon wrote it this way in the book of Ecclesiastes. He said, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter to fear God and to keep His commandments for this is the whole duty of man. Will you say, preacher, what what is my life? Uh, Amen. Wrap it all up in a nutshell. Very simply, your life's about fearing God and keeping His commandments. Doing what God tells you to do. Amen. The whole duty of man is simply to do what God says. Amen. Um, Consumption. The wind shall eat up all thy pastors. God was getting ready to deprive His people of godly men to give His people godly wisdom, guidance, and direction. God's people had taken for granted and failed to appreciate the Word of God. The Lord was getting ready to withdraw and remove His Word and His voice from His people. You know what Uh, the people should have done? They got mad at Jeremiah. Why? Because they were convicted by what he said. Uh, amen, they wanted to put him in, a, in, a, in the stocks. They tried to kill him. They persecuted him. Why? All because he was telling the truth. They ought to kiss his feet and thank him that they cared enough about him to tell him the truth. Amen. Now, 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 nowadays, you know, man of God, uh, amen, ruffles your apple cart a little bit. Amen. And start stepping on your toes. Amen. That righteous indignation of your flesh starts rising up. I can't believe that preacher would say such a thing. You better be thankful. Amen. That you got somebody that's willing to tell you the truth. Amen. I'm telling you, one of the greatest signs of judgment is when God withdraws truth from his people. You know why we're so confused today? Because we live in a generation where truth is not as prevalent as it used to be. Amen. Listen, when when you older folks were in school, you didn't have to worry about some kid coming in, uh, uh, some boy coming in and acting like he's a girl. Amen. Because he knew he'd get beat up for it. Right? Right? I mean, God forbid even when I was in school that some kid would have the audacity audacity to, to walk around, uh, a, amen, acting like a dog or a cat and barking and meowing. Amen. You say, preacher, why would they be scared to do it? Because they knew they'd have Michael Brobeck to deal with. Hallelujah. And I am not joking one bit either. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We are in a mess because we have an absence of truth. And I believe it's a curse from God. Because we rejected it. And we didn't appreciate it. Do you appreciate God's Word as much as you should? Is, you know, in 1 Samuel 3, 1, the Bible says that the Word of the Lord was precious in those days and there was no open vision. How precious is God's Word to you? How much do you appreciate the Word of God? How thankful are you for God's Word even when you don't like what it says? you know, the Word of God is precious regardless of whether or not it is absent or present. Regardless of how available it is to you, the Word of God is precious. The question is, do you realize it? I'm afraid we will not understand or comprehend just how precious God's Word is until we don't have it anymore. Amen. Privation. Verse 22, And thy lovers shall go into Captivity. That which God's people had fallen in love with would be withdrawn, removed, and taken away from them. You listen to me tonight, church. We better make sure that that which has our heart and that which we passionately love is permanent rather than temporary. The things of God are permanent. They will last forever while the things of earth are temporary. You better build your life on a solid foundation and not on something that's going to be gone before you realize what happens. Recognition, verse 22, Surely then shalt thou be ashamed and confounded for all thy wickedness. What's it going to take for us to be ashamed and confounded by our wickedness? Amen. For Jehoiakim, Judah, and Jerusalem, it was going to require the removal of that which had the hearts of God's people to wake them up, get their attention, and get their eyes on the Lord. Amen. In order to get somebody's attention, y'all listen to me, you got to remove and take away that which currently occupies their attention. Amen. If I am distracted, uh, amen, if somebody else is trying to talk to me and I'm not paying attention to what they're saying because I am distracted by somebody or something else, the only way that that person is going who is talking trying to talk to me and get something through to me, the only way that they're going to get my attention is if they remove that which currently has my attention. Did you know that I believe the only thing that's really going to get the attention of God's people is if God takes away that which we are obsessed with. And that which we passionately are in love with. Dad was talking about football, amen. And I can talk about myself here because this time of year I ain't good for nothing. Why? Because all I think about is the Vols starting in two weeks. Ain't nothing wrong with the Vols, but there's more important things than football. During the COVID, God showed us just how quickly and easily these things can be removed. What happens if two weeks from now there ain't no football? Because America's in chaos. Some of us would die of a heart attack. We wouldn't know what to do. Amen. In order for God to get our attention, He's going to have to remove and take away those things that we're passionately in love with. Amen. That's right. I'm almost finished. Preacher, we wish you never got started. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. God will do what He. Listen, can I say this? One of the most dangerous things you can do in your life is to fall in love with something greater and more so than the love you have for the Lord. Amen? Why? When you do that, you are tempting God to remove whatever it is you love more than you do Him. Can I say that tonight? When you love somebody or something more than you love God, you are tempting God to take away whatever it is that's more important to you than He is. I fear from some people that I'm close to. Amen. I fear. I'm afraid for them because, amen, their life speaks to the fact that they're so wrapped up in their friends, their family, and their stuff that they simply don't have time for God. What are they going to do when God takes away that which they love more than they do Him? God is a jealous God. Amen. For those of you who are married, what would you do? Amen. If your husband and your wife starts giving somebody of the opposite sex more attention, uh, amen, than they're giving you, you're going to get jealous and rightfully so. Amen. Because they belong to you, not somebody else. Well, I want to say to you, God has a right to be jealous of His people. Amen. He has a right to require and demand that we are the, or that He is the object of our af- uh, affection and you want to rile the dander of God up quicker than anything else, just get your eyes off Him and fall in love with somebody besides Jesus, and you wait, and He'll do what He has to do to bring you back. Amen! Praise the Lord. Surely then shalt thou be ashamed and confounded for all thy wickedness. It was going to require the removal of what had the hearts of God's people to wake them up, get their attention, and get their eyes on the Lord. Amen? Uh, uh, Consolation, O inhabitant of Lebanon, that maketh thy nest in the cedars. What are you making your nest in tonight? A nest represents comfort, a place... Of comfort and a place of consolation. Friend, our only place of comfort and hope ought to be the nest of the Lord our God. Amen. They were finding comfort in their homes that were made out of cedar rather than finding comfort in the Lord their God. Sensation, how gracious shalt thou be. The Lord was getting ready to soften the heart of Jehoiakim and the people of Judah. The only way He could do that was to remove and take away that which had caused their hearts to be hardened in the first place. Can I say this to you tonight? Sometimes the only way God can soften your heart is to break your heart. Can I say that again tonight? The only way sometimes God can soften your heart is if He breaks your heart. Amen? And God can only use a a soft heart. Amen. And you know what uh, hardens our heart quicker than anything else? Our stuff. And objects of our affections that are more dear to us than God is. If, and let me say, to you, th- say this this evening. If God has to break your heart in order to soften it, you better believe He'll be willing to do so. So Well, God would never let such a thing happen. Oh yeah, He will. If, it, if, he, if he knows that's what it takes to get your attention. You better believe He'll break your heart if that's what He has to do to soften it up. Tribulation, when pains come upon thee, the pain as of a woman in travail, it was going to take and require a time of great trouble, travail, and tribulation for God to get a hold of the hearts of His people. The only thing that would soften the hearts of God's people was for God to break their heart. And He knew what would break their heart more than anything else was for them to go through tribulation that was comparable to the birth pangs of a woman in labor. And in doing so, amen, that godly sorrow would bring about repentance. Amen. But instead, we encourage and we challenge and amen, we do our best to implore and motivate people to get excited about the things of God and amen not just here but all over our community and all over our nation amen people stub up amen people become stubborn amen they say I don't care what you say I'm I'm not going to do it amen get angry get upset amen because we don't want nobody meddling in our business or our schedule i close with this, amen. About a year and a half ago, I got the entire dander of this town upset. I got people that still won't give me the time of day right here in Greenville, Tennessee because I made this statement. I said that it is a disgrace for the pastors of this community not to care enough about revival to support a 30-minute prayer meeting. And it made people mad. And you know what? Can I say today that a year and a half later, it's still a disgrace that the pastors of this community still don't care enough to support a 30-minute prayer meeting. And I ain't going to apologize that for that. I don't care who it offends. Let's all stand tonight and we'll be dismissed with a word of prayer. Father in heaven, I love you. Thank you for your goodness. Lord, certainly uh, didn't know we were heading the direction that we were tonight, but Lord, I'm thankful for another chance, another privilege, another blessing we have just to preach your word. And God, I pray that you'd bless our hearts, and God, help us to be moldable and pliable in the hands of the potter. God, we don't have time to fool around or play games, God. It's now or never. We've got to get serious about you before the opportunity passes away. I love you. Bless our business meeting. And God, we just going to give you glory for everything you do. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said. Again, we won't be here long. We just just read reports and I've got really just one item of business to bring before you. Let's do this because it is very important. If you do need to go tonight, you can be dismissed at this time.